0: Welcome to Season 2 of I Said That, I'm your host Betty and I'm here with my sister who is Julie and we are going to be talking about something that is very special to us, especially in this time that we are in and we really want you guys to listen to this episode and take something away from it or even if it's just commemorating with us and just being like, I feel you, I know what you mean or if you're learning about it. It's our way of just giving back and it's our way of contributing. So, I am here with my sister Julie and we are going to start with something that I think is important for us to talk about, which is when did you learn about race? Like, when was the, f- when is like your first memory about like race? I can start. For me, I think it was in, when I was 13, I was in from three, when we started learning about slavery and slave trade i think that was the first time that we actually in school we actually talked about like coming to the coast the west and taking slaves like that was like the first time i was like okay the atlantic slave trade the trans-saharan slave trade. i can still like vividly remember like as from before then i never i don't think i ever thought about like race in that sense that another like race can have power over another race you know what i mean because to that point we're all human beings there are bad people and there are good people whether you're black white blue or red but i think for me that was like the first time i was like oh so there is a race because the color of their skin is different how does that give them power over me? do you understand what i'm trying to say yeah so what do you think about that
1: Well, for me, the first time that I, I guess, thought about race in terms of, like, being different or whatever, is actually coming to the U.S. I mean, I've always known about different races, yes, but it was not a factor in anything that I did, thought about, or the way I perceived someone. Yeah. It's only coming to the U.S. in 2017, that you realize that just because you're black you know people are gonna look at you a certain way or or just that you have to work harder to get certain things to get certain opportunities yeah and just Um, like
0: piggyback on what you're saying until like learning about race and experiencing race are two different things because I have my first moment when I experienced the colour of my skin is actually a factor in my life. Mm-hmm. But learning about race, especially I think as Africans, when... I see people, we know that they're white Africans, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. We know that they're brown Africans. We know that they're black Africans. And even in the black community, in blackness, there are people that are lighter than others. There are people that are darker than others. So for us, I never saw, like, even when we refer to people, it was like, you're American, you're European, you're Asian, you're African. It was never, you're white you're black because to us i believe that white or black what was not a factor because there are different shades of white and there are different shades of black so to us it was never like oh because i'm white or oh because i'm black i'm like yeah i'm lighter than you you know what i mean but i'm black you know what i mean there are people there are white people that are like really really fair-skinned does it make them whiter than those that are not you know that's, like, I think where our, like, the fundamental, like, aspect of it for me plays in. Now, we have a very unique experience because we grew up in Congo, Brazzaville for, like, since when I was, like, 12 to when we are like, 17, and we grew up in a place where like our, da- our dad worked with the, in the WHO and we grew up in an environment where there were people from all over the world and for me that marked me because i remember the when we got to um Brazzaville and our neighbors were from we had an indian neighbor And then we had a neighbor from Mauritius. That was the first time in my life where I think I was 12, 13 at the time that I had actually lived in a place where people were not from the same country as me. Do you get, like, how did that play a factor in the way you saw other people around the world, if that makes any sense?
1: I mean, it didn't really play a major role. Again, race was not really a factor Mm -hmm. in, you know, the way I would perceive someone. Yeah. I would perceive someone based on how they presented themselves to me. Mm-hmm. Um, but Africa in itself is a very diverse place. Yeah. Cameroon is a very diverse place. Um, and with that, just living in another country, it's still an African country. Mm-hmm. They obviously had... And we used the same currency So it wasn't that different mm-hmm. The only thing was that There were Congolese And we just had to learn About like the Congolese culture And all of that yeah. And then living In such A diverse Bubble Because it was really a bubble, Yeah it was Because it was just like all these people from, from like all not, over the yeah, world all over the world not just african countries living in the same place it was a melting pot yeah um and at the core we were all africans and you know based on how they presented themselves i i guess responded to that mm-hmm. so race was just never, never a ate- yeah because i remember
0: like w- growing up when we would go for walks and stuff like that and you see a white family you see a brown family you see a black family we all like we all pass each other and greet each other so for me like there i didn't even notice that they were different you know what i mean like i never even like noticed that oh this is a white family or this is a black family but i mean
1: i think there are mostly like black african families on the property so it was just like we were just amongst ourselves.
0: Yeah. yeah. And I feel like even, like, I remember this very distinct because our youngest brother, he's the one, he's the more rambunctious of us all. He's very outgoing. And when I when I graduated from high school and I moved in with mom and dad for, like, that one year, his best friend was an Egyptian child. And I remember, like, it was such an interesting, like dynamic dynamic because like even his group of friends there were white kids there were black kids there were brown kids like but to me in and it's looking back then i'm like like wow that was a beautiful thing because to me it was like these are all kids you know what i mean they bond over kids stuff they do things so like unto up until that point i don't think i knew about racism and i could empathize you know what i mean and we africans i feel like we have our part of of the slavery that we, that hurts us the most you know the fact that our people were taking away from us our grandparents our uncles our aunties our cousins in that generation were taking away from us like i feel like we have our own part of it but for me the first time i experienced like that my the color of my skin could play was going to play a bigger part in my life was when I moved to the U.S. I remember distinctively, we landed in D.C., got out of a plane, the, my first time in America. There was no, like, welcome party. There was no buddy to, like, tell us what to do and where to go, right? And I remember distinctively that I was standing there, and all these white people were just passing. Like, predominantly white people, obviously, were just passing. And there was this, like, security guard, you know what I mean, that was standing there. And I, I didn't even know where to go. And I remember I was so, like, my heart was beating. I'm in a new country, in a new place. Like, I don't know, what am I gonna do? And I went up to him and I was like, excuse me, I, I'm looking for where to go. I just got here and stuff. And he kept telling me to repeat myself, over and over and over again because he couldn't understand what I was saying and for me I was like not only do I look different I even sound different because at that point I never even knew that I had an accent in my head Cameroonians do don't have an accent Maybe other African countries have accents, but Cameroonians don't have an accent. No, 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 I have a Cameroonian accent. I didn't even know that I had an accent until that particular point in time when that person told me to repeat myself over and over and over again. And I feel like that really, like, Mm -hmm. marked my, like, the first step into seeing race at a different level. What do you think about that?
1: I mean, going back to what you said about um my brother and his diverse group of friends yeah i mean i think africa or growing up african you know about diversity Mm -hmm. you experience diversity Mm -hmm. because i mean a lot of people obviously come for school and all of that you experience a wide variety of people Mm -hmm. people that have ties to different countries different people and when you come together you learn about those things so you are aware of them, but because you are in a society where everybody is black, mm-hmm. and you know you have a culture, you know where you're from, and you have ties to a certain place, it doesn't really matter that you know someone else is lighter mm-hmm. or not. Yeah. We were all Cameroonians regardless of what we looked like. Yeah. Even if you were the fairest person of all, you were still a Cameroonian, mm-hmm. and it kept it kept you grounded. Yeah um i i i guess i don't really pay attention to it Mm -hmm. but i obviously the issue of race and just being aware that because i'm black certain things are not just gonna happen for me as easily obviously when i came to the u.s but in terms of experiencing it i just maybe i don't pay attention but i don't have a recollection of like a specific moment where i had to i've experienced that maybe just being in class and being the only black person and the professor just thinks like you're the expert in everything black or everything international where anytime he has anything about something concerning black people you know they're gonna look at you expecting you to have something to say or an opinion and it's just like I don't know everything yeah, and I'm not the representative of every single black person yeah. on this planet plus the fact that I am a black person but I'm not an American so my views my opinions are not gonna necessarily be the same as a black American yeah so it's just like you cannot look at me and expect me to like you know give my opinion and it's gonna go for like everyone yeah so yeah
0: another thing was like when I decided to assimilate to the white way and this is a very specific thing because it plays a lot like when i decided to change the way i speak i remember vividly because when i moved here i like you were not here i was like i did not have any friends i lived in a in suburbia you know what i mean when i when i when i moved here and i was living with uncle and auntie i'm not gonna call their names on here but they lived in a predominantly white community like it was I think it was only my uncle, the only black person I would see was my uncle and his kids. And we went to church and the only black people in that church was my uncle and myself. And we would sit, it was literally the both of us sitting on a pew and was just, and then you look like we always sat at the aisle. So when you turn your head and everybody was white. And another thing that like distinctly made me um not a target but made me stand out was the way i spoke i noticed that be- when when i walked into a room or like in class i'm black already you know what and i had a covering that when i'm when you're like black you kind of like you're black like everybody with the other black people okay you guys are all black you know what i mean and then when you open your mouth to say word and then you have your accent, you speak your Africanness, you speak your Cam- the Cameroonian way, you know what I mean? And then it almost looks like you have, you're different again on that level. And for me, like, when I would go to class and I would ask a question and I will speak my normal way, the way I would speak, right? And the professor would always, like, ask me to repeat myself. And this, prof- it was a world religions class my freshman year. This this guy was not even American. He was, I think he was, like, um, Indian or something like that. He was, like, um, brown-skinned, let me just say that. And he kept asking me to, and he did he wasn't speaking... American English, you know what I mean? He also had his own accent and he kept asking me to repeat myself like two, three, four, five five times To ask a similar question. I was like, I think if I speak more like them They're going to know, like that is one barrier that I don't have to that's a one hurdle that I don't have to jump over if I just speak the way they, they know how they understand then I That takes away from another difference that I have with me being black. What do you think about that?
1: I think, obviously, my experience is different from yours. Mm -hmm. Where you had to kind of navigate the system on your own. Yeah. Um, But I know that for me, when I came here, I had a group of black friends. Mm -hmm. I, I made a friend from when i was in congo and then when i came here she was here and she had made her own network of friends Mm -hmm. and they were all black Mm -hmm. and we were all sharing an experience Mm -hmm. of being international students here Mm -hmm. that is a place that was like a safe haven yeah where even after being the only black person in class we would go to um the uh, cafeteria, the cafeteria, and like we would just talk in French. In French. That was like my and favorite would, moment like, when we would speak
0: in and French and, and pidgin English, and we would just yeah. laugh. And you see, and then this was the thing that stood out to me the most was like we were Afri- there was like, Cameroonian, Nigerian, Congolese, Angolan, every other African country that you could think of. We we're all sitting on a huge table but it was like once you got to that table it was almost like a cloak was taking out and you were like yo these are my people we're not from the same country we don't know each other from nowhere but once you sit on that table it's like these are my brothers these are my sisters they get what i mean i can be as loud as i want to be here because they all understand what I'm going through and I think that really was important and that helped us a lot, you know. Like just coming out of class and going I was it was I think it was at two PM that we normally sat down together. That was like an amazing moment for me. I always wanted to be that that oh that was that was a really good one. I love that. Um another you wanna call what do you wanna say then?
1: Yeah, so like I was saying like just having that network of black friends to go back to. Yeah. So I mean I think that helped a lot And in terms of like Just even the way that I talked Obviously I don't, It just doesn't Matter to me To a certain extent I will say I was naive mm-hmm. To a certain extent Because I view myself As a person I'm an African yeah. I know my roots I know where I'm from I'm here for a reason I know what that is if you... If you would, you know, just, like, shrug me off or, like, just be some type of way with me, I just know to, like, keep my distance from you. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm not going to let you continue to highlight, you know, for example, the way you speak. The way you speak is just who I am. So I, I just didn't let anybody get into my head to the point where I had to, like doubt myself because i already knew that i'm different and another thing is when someone someone else told me it's like when you when you supposedly have an accent that means i can speak another language that you know the average american cannot speak most people only know how to speak english and stuff so it's just like instead of seeing that as something an added thing that makes you stand out you know, I just mm-hmm. view myself as unique, and I guess I just have a strong mindset or something, but but I just didn't
0: let it get to me to say what you said you when you came here, I was here right, and so you already had you you had like someone here that spoke the same way you spoke mm-hmm. you had you had you had, like, you had like when I moved here, I was alone,
1: yeah, like that's why I said it, it varies and that the, like the black yeah network of friends that I had it was like. You have to, I guess, present yourself in a way that they will understand you and whatever. And then I have my networking group of friends where I can just go back and just, I guess, put it all away and just be myself. Yeah, and I think that's where our
0: experiences differ a lot because when I moved here, like, I did not know any single soul. And I wanted to make friends pretty badly because, like, I, I... being alone all the time is not fun nobody wants to be alone you know what I mean and I remember distinctively that I was like the moment I start speaking like them they either associate me as a black American or like that speaking barrier is out of the way it's easier for me to make friends because or if I when I was just new here, one of the things that would draw people to me sometimes, which is a good thing also, uh, was the way I spoke, like, people would stop me on the road and uh, talk to me just because of my accent, you know what I mean? Like, they would, oh my gosh, you speak differently, or whenever I would tell someone that I'm African, they're like, you don't speak African, and I remember being, what does African sound like, like, is it my accent or something like that, and I feel like that that plays a huge part into the big the big the way you present yourself, the way you the way you make friends and the way you want to be accepted into the fold I believe. Mm-hmm. Another thing I wanna really talk about is when did you start referring to yourself as a black woman? This is very important to me because up until I moved to America I never ever saw myself as a black woman. I always saw myself as an African, a Cameroonian. Like I had so many labels. Like I was myself. I was my father's daughter, my mother's daughter. I was a sibling. You know what I mean? A cousin. I was a woman. I was an African woman. But I never really thought of myself as a black woman. Not in a sense of oh my gosh, I'm I don't I'm not a black, but more in the sense of it just never crossed my mind that because I'm black, I'm a black woman. Do you understand what I mean? until I moved here then I was like oh when someone looks at me they don't see me as an African they don't see me as anything else the first thing that they see is that you're black and black woman automatically becomes your title so like when do you think that hits you like oh okay I'm a black woman (laughs) like this is how it is
1: again going back to I guess just the way I am I just never really Paid attention to that Um, But I think Just in this society There are a lot of labels And you kind of have to Fit In one of them For I guess societal reasons So that I guess people know how to Refer to you as But I guess in the general sense of things, other people perceive me as a black woman, but I know that I'm an African woman, I'm a young woman, and so I guess I've always been a black woman, but I think what I mean is
0: more like, yeah, we're black, like, my thing, my point is that, like, I, black to me was not a thing. I know I'm black right. you know what I mean it was more like yeah I'm black and then so what you know like I, I'm black as black can be but it was never a something specific you know it was that's, not something that came that, to the top of my that's head that's what I mean when yeah. I say
1: that you had you had to like fit a certain label mm-hmm. once you got here mm-hmm. and I guess in my mind I never categorized myself as anything yeah so yes mm-hmm. I'm a black woman but I guess it just didn't really Occur to me yeah. to like Emphasize that yeah. Or see myself as a black woman Because I know that I'm Multifaceted and it's not just Like my blackness that defines Me mm-hmm.
0: so But when you're here you, In the western world and in America Where we are You start to notice yeah. That some. even I remember like There's sometimes when They literally want to feel a quota of the number of black people because my first job I remember this distinctly my first job that I ever got I was an office assistant and the person the only other like black co-worker that I had was Congolese and when he met me he was so excited that there was another black person working in the office not because the office was bad or no there were amazing people but when he also noticed that i was african and he noticed that i also lived in congo it kind of like we just forged this bond Mm -hmm. that it was like we would speak french to each other like every time because like it was one of those things that we it was just so amazing like other coworkers would be like oh my gosh like i envy your bond oh my gosh i envy the fact that but to us it was kind of like a relief that i have my person like we've mm-hmm. never met before it was more like oh, so you two, you're here, like, you two, you're going through, I'm not the only one going through this mess, you know what I mean, and it was such an amazing factor that I never even, like, knew that I needed that, you know what I mean, until I discovered that even with my second job, when I met my Nigerian friend, and we started working together. Prior to her working, like because she joined our team later. Prior to that, the only other like there was there was a guy from Japan, and then there was a guy from I think it was Nepal were two people from Nepal and we kind of grouped ourselves together because we were kind of minorities and I put quotes and like we kind of look at each other and like when like something is happening and we'll be looking at each other and we're like okay we we get it or we laugh at stuff and then when like my, my Nigerian friend came and another friend from Burkina Faso joined our team I was so happy I was like these are my people you know what I mean and I was really really excited to have that and it just makes you feel like sometimes like when you live in this country you almost kind of like it almost feels like you're wearing an armor like you are even you it's like you're bracing yourself you're bracing yourself for what is going to happen and especially with social media and everything it's like when you meet your people when you meet your group even when i the, the even when i just come home and you're here you know what i mean and we speak in pidgin we speak in english or we speak however we want to speak it's almost like i'm taking off that coat or that armor and i'm like oh i'm home you know what i mean and that is a very very important thing so i want to talk about our experience with Having roommates and white roommates for that matter, I feel like my experience having roommates is going to be totally different from yours. Like, do you want to like? Do you have? Did you have like any specific like difference or anything, including your race with roommates? Did you experience anything?
1: Not really. Um, I mean, one thing with roommates is like you're all individuals that share a common space and for me that's, that's what it was yeah. individuals sharing a common space mm-hmm. and with the way the apartments are set, set the way the apartments are set up here you have your individual room and mm-hmm. then you share the common spaces yeah. bathroom, living room and the kitchen so I would just retreat to my room yeah. and do my thing I was cordial with them. Obviously, there's a cultural difference in everything. But it's just, we were individuals sharing a common, a common but with space. But we sharing a common space. And didn't base. really, like, make, I guess, a long-lasting relationship with any of them. So it was just that.
0: But we sharing a common space means, like, your culture shows. Like, for example, one of the things that stood out to me was the way I cook. I cook, I'm African, I cook Eru, I cook ndole, I cook, like once in a while, you know, I'll make okra, and I'll make tomato stew from scratch, and those are things that my roommate, Especially one of my roommates, that I I became close to. She would notice, you know what I mean. Like when I'm on, I want to have fries. I'll just take my potatoes and I'll peel my potatoes and I'll chop my potato. I'll like do the whole thing that I grew up doing. And to her, that was she was always like, why don't you just buy a bag of fries? I do buy a bag of fries whenever I go to the grocery store. But if I don't have a bag of fries and I have potatoes, I'll make fries. You know what I mean? And to me, it was. That, that's just how it was or when I wanted to have tomato sauce. I don't I wouldn't it's I'm not gonna go buy a jar of marinara sauce I'll just make tomato sauce and I never even knew that it, to me was like whatever like I didn't even know but she was the one who always comment on it she would be like, oh, you're you're making tomato sauce Oh, you're making and I'm like, yeah, I'm making food like what's the big deal and to her it was like you know like i was the only one who used the kitchen you know what i mean like my roommates like the kitchen was basically except they're making like noodles or anything i would literally go to the grocery store i'll have chicken and stuff in the fridge and she was always like that's not what college is like and to me i'm like dude that is that's what I want to eat and it was such an like a remarkable moment but it was also really fun because like it was it made me learn her ways you know what Mm -hmm. I mean like how and because she comes she comes from a small town so like small cities small town people are different from like big city people like it was an amazing experience and I'm happy that we had that I mm-hmm. had to I was able to live with white people because all of my roommates are white I was the only black person in my in my where it's a four four room apartment where so I had three roommates and all of them are white and you know like it even between them you see their different personalities those that came from Norfolk were totally different from those that came from grand island and like or those that came from lincoln because this is where my, where my roommates are from and it was just totally like different and like i think to just end this i really wanted to like talk about i just watched the adana D- david video and she said something that stuck with me and that really put like a weight on my chest and she said that when you're african especially us being africans you're we kind of have like you for example you have you're kind of like in the bubble you have your african you came in a situation where you had me you had your friends so you kind of came into that bubble where you had people that were already like you and you don't even notice microaggressions you know you don't notice things that people do that are different but my case i think it was more glaring because i was the only one Mm -hmm. and sometimes something would happen and i'll be like did you see that you know like that just happened but i did not have anybody to turn to and be like "Bates, did you see what happened like this person just did that and those little things like pile up and they they get stuck with you over and over and over and over and over again. And when you live life, not as an African, not as an anything, but just as a black person, you don't I feel like we subconsciously take it's our pain you know what I mean since I moved here I don't see myself only as an African person anymore because when somebody looks at me on the road they don't say oh this is an African woman they see me as a black person and most of the time though I assume I'm black American so like you feel like this is our pain this is what we are going through and we have to support each other and I think that is a very powerful thing to realize. And I realized this a long time ago. But, mm-hmm. like, what do you think about what I'm saying? Like, what's your thought?
1: I think definitely as black people, we have a shared experience. Yeah. Not just in America, but... All over the around world. Around the world.
0: Yeah. It's like, um, oh my gosh, you're going, going not, through the same thing yeah, that... This yeah. is
1: not just happening here. That's why yeah. when you see another black person in a space, mm-hmm. you know... You, you connect, Subconsciously you just connect. connect yeah. connect with that person on... The difference every level. single you know, in every single way. Yeah. And sometimes, you know, you would think you would be able to connect with another black person but you're not able to or it just doesn't happen like that. But mm-hmm. regardless, we all have a shared experience. Yeah. And with everything going on right now, I am a black Person, Yeah. That is just what they're going to see you as. Yeah. If you're going to be profiled, you're going to be profiled as, as black. a black person. So it's just kind of like a sense of awakening for me. Yeah. Just to get myself educated mm-hmm. a lot more. Um, and just be like more watchful and yeah. vigilant and stuff. I remember... A few years ago, before moving here, Mm -hmm. I can remember that there were similar protests. Because I think there was a lot of police brutality as well. But I was watching the protests from miles and miles away in Cameroon. And I'm just like, oh my God, black people in America are going through a lot.
0: But now you're part of us. Part
1: of it. I'm part of it. Yeah. I have to speak up. Mm -hmm. I have to... Educate myself. Yeah, I have to be a part of it because I am a part of yep. it. you know, it can happen to me. It can happen to you. It can happen to anybody that we know. Yeah, you know, that could be our uncle, our cousin, our brother. So it's just like a sense of awakening for yeah. me. now I'm in it, and I mean what happened here, right where we are, and mm-hmm. I mean what continues to happen. It's not just in Minnesota. It's also here. It's also here. So it's just like. It's, it's everywhere and I've really been Awakened by that um, And I mean it's just like Yeah the world is It is It just is what it is And you know hopefully Things get better Yeah I mean Like I remember I don't know if
0: daddy did this to you But the, the Month before I was to move here He sat me down like a bunch of times and he told me, you know, you're going to a place where race is a thing. And I remember when he would sit me down and he would talk to me about it. In my head, I'm like, what is this man talking about? Of course, race is a thing. Like, I'm not stupid. I did history in high school. I know what's going on. Like, And he would constantly be like, you know, where you're going to, the color of your skin matters. You are a minority. It's not like where you're here, where everybody looks like you. And I kept being like... Of course I know that. I watch the news. I watch, you know, I know what's going on in the world. And the first day I, like, landed in America, it's like, it just hit me like, boom. (laughs) Like, oh my God, this is the world I live in. And this is crazy. And I feel like the reason why we are doing this episode is to share our experience is because there is something with sharing your experience and it to click with someone else. It might be one part of it. It might be all of it. If someone is just like, I I know what you're going through, even if we've never met, I feel like it gives you a sense of peace because sometimes when you're going through something alone, it feels like you're going mad. It's like, why is everybody else not seeing what this person is doing or seeing this thing happen? And like why they're not reacting like I'm reacting because this is happening right but when you hear other people's stories and you're like oh my god you went through something like that i went through something like that and i feel like that is why i really wanted us to do this episode because we really need to do our part to help the cause and if this is our little way or one of the little ways in which we are doing our part to help the cause i think it matters in the grand scheme of things because it's the little steps is the little things that we do that once it all joins together it becomes a huge thing what do you think
1: um, yeah I think this is just our way of joining the dialogue and the conversation and everything um, and with that just you know everyone just be safe and be careful and be involved, yeah. Because it's important that you speak up mm-hmm. or do something in whatever capacity you're able to yeah. to do. Because if you don't do anything, it's going to affect you. Yeah. Especially if you're a black person, because this is about you. This yeah. is about your life. Mm-hmm. It's not just black men. It's black women. It's black children. Yeah. It's black people in general. So, in whatever way you're able to contribute, do it and take care of your mental health, yeah, take care of your space, guard your energy. Um, like I deleted my Instagram and stuff because it was just like everything was just coming at me at a really fast pace and too much, but then it's just like that's how you stay informed, unfortunately. Almost, and I'm just like, do I? deleted do i not but it's just it's good to take a mental break as well yeah take a mental break if you need to you know just take care of yourself and to
0: all the white people who are out there like the one thing that i get a lot is when people are like what do i do like we are in a place and in a time where what do i do is not gonna cut it do something I'm not. Black people are not supposed to tell you what to do. You have to figure it out by yourself. Find a way in which you you can help. It can be in as much as just listening. It can be in learning. It can be in contributing. It can be in whatever way. But when in the times where we are in right now, where we are, it feels like we're being attacked left, right, center. When you ask me that, what do I do? It's like, bish, really. Like right now, like. This is not the time we're all fired up, so you know what I mean.
1: And more than anything, I just think it's at its core, it's just about human decency, decency yeah. and morality. Yeah, I cannot tell you how to be a good person. You, I, you, you are, I or you are, a, yeah, cannot teach you how to do that. So, you have to introspect, you have to do some self introspection, yeah. and you know, look at yourself and examine your mindset and examine. What you believe in And examine what you stand for And make the change Yeah That you want to see And the change that you want to be If you want to change You can change Look you at your to, group of friends If you want How to do many... something You can do yeah. something about it So it's just about you It starts with you So do whatever you can It starts with yourself even like... first And you know It's gonna help change I guess the world And it's gonna help Um contribute to the solution and be an ally to the movement Yeah, and
0: everything that's like look right at now. yourself Like even in your group of friends how many black people do you even know how many black people do you even speak to like we have to we need allies and another thing that David said in that Adana and David video is that black people are, cannot, are not the only ones who have to fight white people have to help us fight as well because to bring change, we all need to put in the work. So support us as in any way you see fit. And I feel like we are hopefully at the end of the day going to leave the world a better place than we left it was yesterday. Thank you guys so much for tuning in and listening to episode one of season two. I'm so grateful to be able to share my story and our story in this positive space. Leave me voice messages if you have any questions or you want to share your story. And in our next episode, we're definitely going to put that on there. Do you have any last words to say to the peeps?
1: Um, just be safe and, you know, thank you for...
0: Me. okay see you guys and i'll see you in my next episode bye